sharing wisdom and speaking truth, this is the IPHC Leadership Cast. Hello and welcome to this episode of the IPHC Leadership Cast. I'm Garrett Magby. And today we, uh, we're focusing, uh, this is of course the, the Christmas holiday season, um, the uh, observation of the time that our Lord and Savior Jesus was, was uh, born into the world and uh, God sent His Son to bring the good news of salvation to the entire world and to die on the cross for our sins. So we understand this season, we want to talk a little bit more about it, and we're here with Seth Nix who serves in quite a few different capacities uh, throughout the IPHC. But Seth, I want you to kind of give us the, 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 the good perspective of what all you do and, and your title and your, your position and, and what uh, some of the, the work that God's put in your life currently is. So Seth, how are you doing? I'm doing good. First, like for real, thank you. It's such an honor to, um, I guess, be a part of this. I've never been a part of a podcast, but I love podcasts. I listen to them all <laughs> the time. And so um, it's an honor to be able to speak um, in behalf of, uh, I guess, The Awakening, which is exactly where I work. I work for the World Missions Department, The Awakening. Yes, uh, yes. But I work, my job title description is the coordinator of mobilization. Um, that basically just means that I'm in charge of a program called On My Way, uh, which allows for um, young people to go on missions trips, not just for like a week, but for a very extended period of time. So right now we have Haley jones um who is on her way to the philippines um she'll be there for a month so she'll get to spend some time with al argo and the argo family inside of the philippines and do a little bit of ministry there um this last summer we had three people go to south sudan another person go to amsterdam and so i'm kind of overseeing just that whole aspect i also work within my local church at passion church i'm the head sound tech there so uh, I get to run sound and um, make everything too loud for a lot of people, so it's fun. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And, and and you yourself have actually been on quite a few different uh, outreach and mission trips all over the world. Give me a little, give us a little background on some of the places that you've gone that have either been some of your, uh, you know, favorite ministry experiences or just uh, in general some of the places you've gone. It's been all over the world. Yeah, I've I've been very blessed um, to be able to to travel the world. Uh, my very first missions trip was to Panama, and on my way back, I felt the Lord speak to me very clearly that missions was going to be a part of my life for the rest of my life. Uh, I have a strong heritage within my family uh, of missions, and so um, and my family, for some reason, just can't escape it. And so uh, my brother right now is working on going to Nepal, but I've had the opportunity to um, go to Hungary and Europe. I've had the opportunity to go to Ukraine. I've gone to Spain, um, Costa Rica. Mexico, um, many places. This this upcoming February, I'm going to Argentina. Wow! And so it's it's just been a it's crazy to think about that I've had the opportunity to do this, you know, for the kingdom. And so it's a it's a fun job, you know. It's oh, it's, yeah. it's got its perks, but it's also <laughs> got its difficulties for sure. Different cultures, different um, walks of life. So oh yeah, well, and that's one thing that uh, I've done a, a very minimal amount of of travel compared to all the places that you've been. And uh, a lot of the, you know, um, the people who are called into world missions, uh, it's, but it's such a necessary thing to reach out to all, all parts of the globe. And, and also, the thing about it is you get that experience, like you just mentioned, um, these different cultures, these different mm-hmm. communities, these different ways of life that 
you've got to learn how to integrate into and to you know earn the people's trust and, and mm-hmm. be, befriend them and and for them to you know listen to what you have to say or, or be able to speak into their life or just bring yeah. the love of Jesus into yeah. their lives maybe they haven't experienced before so it's so cool that that uh, God has been able to um, uh, orchestrate and obviously he can orchestrate all these things mm-hmm. uh, to allow you to do that and and I know that it's a it's an interesting blend here for the podcast because we we want to talk about Christmas and some of those things but we also wanted to involve uh, an outlook from kind of a world uh, missions perspective yeah because not not everybody all over the world sees Christmas exactly the way that people right. in the US do yeah. you know and things like that yeah. um, so uh, starting out something that has God's been kind of speaking in my life here recently it's really been put on my heart is the fact that Christmas is is one of the primary times during the year where people, believers and non-believers, both understand and are kind of the same mindset of uh, a season of hope and joy yeah. and peace. Yeah. Um, now, we know as Christians that, that that is all sourced out of Jesus and what he brought mm-hmm. to us. Uh, but non-believers aren't necessarily looking at it that way. So from, a, from a, an overarching perspective, what do you think some of the the parts of missions, the things that you've seen in these different parts of the world, mm-hmm. how, how is that perspective from a non-believer's standpoint here in the U.S. or abroad, how do you get people to understand that those things that they realize, maybe not from Christ himself, but they realize those things are, are very important in our lives, uh, how do you get them to understand or transition into Hey, this is a this is actually an introduction into Jesus Himself, who He is, what He brought. Yeah. Um, well, everybody understands the spirit of Christmas, just like you like you talked about. Uh, living in the Bible Belt, we we see it all the time in Oklahoma. Yeah. Uh, it, it's weird if you're not nice. It's weird if you're if you're not kind. If you're not in the spirit of giving, and so Christians don't necessarily stand out during this time as far as the the generosity. Um, right. of this time because everybody is generous and it's weird if you're not generous um, <laughs> but uh, I'd say it's really it's really important to to notice your culture so wherever you're at you know you just got to kind of figure out what um, your culture is doing so maybe a place outside of the Bible Belt doesn't really um, focus on generosity well that is your ministry that's kind of how you go about saying hey this is who Jesus is um, now here it's a little bit. I feel like it's a little bit more difficult to translate generosity into who Jesus is, right, because right. I feel like everybody's generous. Right. Um, so you have to kind of recognize um, your culture. And so, how would we do it in the Bible? But like, how would we, you know, portray Jesus here and get that to translate um, to a non-believer? Um, well, I think ultimately, I think not just being kind, but getting to know the person. Yeah. Um, I had a friend come down into our office recently, and he talked about um, who looks like you. Whenever the disciple, the, the disciples followed Jesus, they began to look like Jesus, right? And that's obviously what a Christian is. It's a little Christ, right. somebody who is supposed to look like Jesus. Well, who looks like you as you follow Christ? You know, Paul says, as, right. follow me as I follow Christ. Well, who looks like you? Um and so I would say to get somebody to look like you as you follow Christ is they literally have to follow you. They have to be around you. So 
it's not just a generosity of the wallet. It's not just a generosity of the tongue. Like I'm not just speaking nice to somebody, but right. I'm generously giving my time. I'm giving my um, resources. I'm I'm getting to know this person, um, and not just give to them. Because this is right. like I said in the Bible Belt, it's a very giving um, mentality. But what am I doing to um, to pull someone in and get to know them? You yes. know. Yeah. Um, I have to give up my time. So I, I would say, especially here in the Bible Belt, um, not just translating generosity into um, Jesus, but translating our time, translating our life into Jesus. The Bible says to go and make disciples all, of all nations, teaching them to observe all the things that I have commanded you. Yes. Well, I, I believe that there's an importance on the word observe, because to observe something, you don't just come in and I teach it to you and then you leave. Right. No, you observe, you see, you see it. You see the example in my life. You don't just hear me teach it. You observe the things that he has commanded me. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yeah. I think that's that's an excellent point because uh, like you said, especially like here where we're at, our culture is that people are naturally going to be generous or nice or, or, you know, hold Mm -hmm. the door open for you or whatever it is. Yeah. and that doesn't have the impact here that it would in a society where nobody holds the door open or right. nobody's really that nice or, yeah. you know. But here you make a great point. The investment of time into people's lives is the difference. Yeah. Because it's easy to be nice and, you know, give some money to a good cause or things like that. Mm-hmm. And then walk away and never be invested in that moment again. Whereas mm-hmm. if you invest in that individual, I see what you're saying. It's, it's, a, it's a brilliant way to look at it. Um, and, and, the, and the true way to look at it because you really do want to show them the love mm-hmm. of Christ in a way that is going to impact them or, or, or stand out from the rest. And we're yeah. called to, to uh, you know, as, as Scripture says, uh, live in the world but not of the world. Right. So yeah. we're here, but we need to, we need to um, focus ourselves in that way and, and, mm-hmm. and see how we can do that. Uh, I want to ask you, while we're focused on the birth of Christ in this season, how do we convince people, or not convince, but... But how do we introduce to people that, hey, uh, it's not just, you know, if you come into the church on, on Christmas Eve service or if you come into the church because somebody invited you to a candlelight service or whatever it is, mm-hmm. uh, you don't have to, it doesn't have to stop during Christmas season. Come right. come back into the doors next week and the week after that mm-hmm. and the week after that. Come all year long. Experience this the entire time, not just mm-hmm. this portion of the of the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a... That's, I think, a, a question that's plaguing the church right now, you know, like, yeah. how do you get somebody to come into the church and stay? Um, I mean, that's questions that analysts have tried to answer for, I don't know how long, probably longer <laughs> than I've been alive. But um, no, it's definitely a problem within uh, this time period specifically. Um, but I think there's almost too much of a focus uh, on on keeping uh, and I'll, I'll explain it this way. I heard a story of Chick-fil-A, the manager, or the guy who started it. I can't remember his name. Uh, true, Kathy. Yeah, yeah, Kathy. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, he was in a meeting, and at this time, a bunch of chicken places were popping up, like all, all over where they were at, and so they were all competitive. Um, but while they were sitting in a meeting, everybody was saying, we need to, do, we need to get bigger, we need to get bigger. How are we going to get bigger? Um, and they said in this meeting, he stopped it and he said, no, 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 let's stop talking about how to get bigger. Let's start talking about how to get better. 
Um, and so I think that we can take that within our churches. Let's stop talking about how we can just keep these people so we can get bigger. Let's start talking about how can we truly reach the needs of this person. Um, and that comes down to sacrificing your time, to being generous yeah. with your time. And, and that's not just on the pastor. Um, it, it's on the body because it's not just a let's have somebody come in and, and have the pastor's message be so great that they want to stay. No, when somebody walks into your doors, they are openly saying, man, I want to figure out who Jesus is. Yeah. Well, Jesus can be seen in you and me, not just the pastor. Yeah. And so that means, hey, do you want to come over for lunch? I'd love to have you for lunch. Yeah. You know, hey, do you want to go out to Starbucks? Love to have, love to go to Starbucks with you. It's, a, it's that aspect of getting so close to them that when their heart breaks, your heart breaks. Yeah. And a lot of people, but that, in, that takes time. And a lot of people don't want to take that time because um, it's not just keeping them inside our doors. It's bringing them into the kingdom. Yeah. It's bringing them to, to the family of Christ that we all, that we all love to be a part of. And so um, Francis Chan told a story about a um, boy who gave up um, being a part of a gang and he became baptized and Francis Chan finds out a little bit later that this boy had left his church and he, and he runs into him at the store and he says, hey, um, how come you haven't come back? And, and he said, well, honestly, I thought that, that being baptized would mean that I would be a part of a gang, like I'd be a part of a family. But it wasn't like that. It wasn't like I was a part of a family. Wow. And so, yeah, I know. And he, <laughs> kinda, he's yeah. saying like, like, when I was a part of a gang, I was a part of a family. Yeah. Is a gang a better church than a family? So what are we doing in our churches um, to create a family, not just people right. that come and sit there, but where is the family at? You know? Yes, yeah. Um, and so I would say quit focusing on, on the numbers, quit focusing on, on all these things, and start focusing on family. How, how can we make this a safe place? How can we make this a place where I'm vulnerable as the pastor? Like, yes. this is what I struggle with, and this is what, you know... Right. You know, these are the things that um, hurt me or whatever, you know. Um, but instead, we almost we almost provide like a like an atmosphere of this is excellence and this is perfection. Yeah. Um, and that's that has its place for sure, because we want to provide something excellent um, and praise to God, you know. Yes. Um, but at the same time, we need to provide a vulnerability. We need to provide a place where people that don't know Christ see him. Um right not just through our actions on the stage, yeah. but our actions whenever we walk away from the, from the building and invite them over. And that's, so. that's, really, uh, that's really doing what Jesus did when he came here and he gathered you know, his, his, his core group, his 12 disciples. He gathered them up. And then what was one of the, the main things that stood apart with those disciples compared to anything else that they probably experienced? He spent a lot of time lot of with time, them yes. <laughs> and created that family that you're talking about. And yeah. I think that's I think that's such a good a good point because, um, you know, people say that Christmas is a time to to really focus on family and to you know all these different things, be generous and give mm-hmm. gifts and um, and this is just from the secular point of view that I'm mm-hmm. talking about. Uh, but in the in the Christian body, it's the same thing. Focus on family, but our family is a little bit different than your your 
you know, the world's viewpoint of family. They, mm-hmm. they look at blood, you know, as family. Yeah. And that is true. It's the same for us, but also our family goes beyond that. Our family is the entire body. Right. Absolutely. And so, yeah. yeah. I'm called like Acts chapter two. I, I think it's two or three. Don't quote me on it. But um, <laughs> where they will literally give up their homes. They'll sell everything they have yeah. to help someone. Well, we don't. We don't see that as much today, for sure, because that's that's the like Acts chapter two. That's their family. Like that's like I would do that for my brother. You know, I right. do whatever I can. If he was in a in a in a tough situation, I would try financially to help him or whatever I could do. Right. Um, and so that's where it needs to be within our church, for sure. And yeah. And I I always wish that we had an Acts chapter two. Granted, that starts with me. Uh, yeah. But each one of us, if we if we all grasp that though, then we start to get there. But thank you for talking with us today and just kind of sharing your heart on some of these things. Um, you know, I think that um, during the holiday season, there's so many different important aspects that we have to consider because, you know, we are observing the birth of our Savior. And uh, there's so much that goes into when He was born, mm-hmm. uh, the rest of the world and the salvation that He was bringing. Uh, so many different aspects that, you know, what better time to talk about them than while we're observing yeah. that introduction into um, yeah. that that. Uh, that salvation yeah. period that, that took place. So Seth, thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. We really appreciate you being with us. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening to this edition of the IPHC Leadership Cast. For more information on the Leadership Cast and other church-related resources, please visit www.iphc.org.